Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of the Bellip Sports Media Network. Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Though podcast. A backstabber in Chicago. NFL picks, college football, and plenty more. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Though podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Hey, good looking. What you got cooking? How's about cooking? Something up in Welcome in to an all new Sports Stove Podcast. Uh, live on YouTube and Facebook and presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Stover, joined by my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, how you doing? Doing good, doing good, doing good this evening. And boy, we're right in the middle of a lot of sports, so we're doing good. Yes, indeed. Uh, I'm going to let you share a quick word on Righteous Felon Jerky. You had your first taste uh, a couple weeks ago now. You talked about it briefly last week, but uh, your general thoughts on Righteous Felon Jerky. Well, it's it's really good, and like you said, the key is the texture. It's the best texture jerky uh, that I've had. Makes it very you know easy to eat there. It's got, I think it's very flavorful, but the ones I had have a mild flavor, which is good. It's not overpowering as far as any spices or anything like that, at least the ones um, that I've had. And, um, but again, you know, the texture is great. Um, it's a great jerky. Um, I would assume it's going to continue to be very popular. Um, and again, you know, they, they put a lot of work into it. I get a kick out of the names. I, I enjoy those and uh, seems to just be a great product. Yeah, the marketing of it's great. But yeah, I love the texture of the jerky, the flavor, like you said, not overpowering, uh, but good good flavor kick in there as well. Uh, several of them have nice heat uh, factors to them. Also, you can find your next favorite flavor at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5. That's going to get you a 15% discount. Listen, we got Christmas coming up before too long. Great stocking stuffers. We got Thanksgiving, maybe some time off of work. You're going to need a snack for out hunting, whatever it is. Righteous Felon can take care of you. Go visit RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15. Well, Dad, there are good people in this world, and then there are despicable human beings. 
council falls into the category of despicable human beings. The Milwaukee Brewers, former Milwaukee Brewers manager, former Milwaukee Brewers player, former Milwaukee native, living the dream, playing and coaching in Milwaukee, chose, chose to go to the Chicago Cubs this week. And some would say, well, hey, man, he got paid. He's chasing the money. Well, I agree. He was chasing the money, that greedy little slime ball. Uh, he was being offered a contract from Milwaukee that would have made him the highest paid manager in the history of Major League Baseball. He turned that down for more money. Now, according to the Brewers, they didn't really have a whole lot of opportunity to talk once he accepted the Cubs position. Uh, so they didn't have a chance to counter necessarily much there. But it's not about Craig Council leaving the Brewers. It's about Craig Council going to the Cubs. Craig Council could have gone to the Mets, where most of us thought he was going. He could have gone to the Guardians. He could have gone anywhere else in Major League Baseball, but he chose to go to the Cubs. Now, the Cubs had to fire their manager in order to hire Craig Council, and so Ross hits the road, and Council now takes his seat. But I'm telling you, Dad, this is not your normal situation. I would say it's similar to when Brett Favre chose to go to Minnesota on purpose to play the Packers twice every year. But I don't think this one is forgivable. Craig Council chooses to go to the arch nemesis of the team he grew up cheering for, the team that he grew up in the same town as, the team that he played for, and the team that he managed for the last several seasons. And he went there not because of the money, but to stab the organization in the back. I will not forgive Craig Council. I will not respect Craig Council. I will no longer even mention the man's name. I am done with him, and I think all of Milwaukee is done with him too. So does he care about legacy? I don't know. Does he care about honor? Obviously not. Uh, he is no longer a part of my vocabulary, and I hope to never see him again. That being said, Dad, Ron Washington, a phenomenal human being, gets hired by the Los Angeles Angels. Uh, I'm a little surprised that with his age, that's the direction the Angels chose to go. It is more popular these days to go a little bit younger, uh, maybe even former players. But Ron Washington is well-respected, unlike some people. Uh, and uh, he comes into the Angels organization as an attempt, I would assume, uh, to lure Shohei Otani back to the team and try to turn things around for the fortunes of the Angels. Um, Dad, I think Ron Washington maybe doubles you in age. Uh, so that's an interesting hire in, in, uh, for the Angels. What do you think about that hire? Well, I don't know about doubling me in age, but um, <clears throat> anyhow, um, I think it's good. It probably, you know, adds stability there. I I would have to think through all the managers. I think you're right. Probably a lot of went with younger ones, but I think of Dusty Baker staying around quite a while. And I think in baseball and really in all sports, there's always a place for someone that's really uh, proven. And, you know, they have some maturity. They've been through some situations and um, probably, um, you know, a good hire, a good manager is what a team needs. Um, whether the age or not, because again, in baseball, like a lot of professional sports, you know, they move around pretty quick. It's not like they're hiring somebody and they're going to be there um, <clears throat> forever, as you just 
mentioned about you know, in Milwaukee. So uh, things happen like that, but uh, seemed like a good hire there. And, um, you know, won't be long. We'll be talking about the next baseball season. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the recent hires. Dusty Baker, you mentioned, he wins the World Series in Houston. Bruce Bochy, he's not quite the same age, but he's up there, uh, wins a World Series in Texas. But you can go look at Chicago White Sox two years ago. That didn't work out for him. Uh, not all old managers are good managers. Not all old managers can uh, stick with it in today's game. But like I said, Ron Washington, well-respected and uh, interesting hire by the Angels. I don't know if that'll be enough to keep Shohei Otani. We haven't really talked much about that situation since the offseason has hit. Um, we'll continue to monitor it, though, as well. Uh, I know you're not a Brewers fan and you're definitely not a Cubs fan, but any thoughts on that move from Craig Council? Well, I've, I've heard a little bit about it on um, local Milwaukee radio and everything. And a lot of, you know, um, some people were probably, I know today it seemed to reverse. And most people are probably upset with Council. A lot of people were upset originally with the owner of the Brewers. Um, didn't feel like maybe he do did everything he could, but like you said, it's when you when you go to the arch rival, that is is kind of a tough thing, and I guess that's where the Cubs have become. It's again, I grew up in Illinois, and when I think of rivals, you know, it was the Cubs and the Cardinals. But I understand why Milwaukee, you know, it's very close there, and why it has became, um, you know, became a very um, big rivalry from there. Um, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see as it goes along, you know, council was, was, you know, a highly regarded manager. He's going to go where he'll have a lot of weapons, where he'll have, you know, uh, an organization that has finances, uh, to help there. Um, uh, I, I heard, I don't think Shoatani will end up in Chicago, but, um, you know, it, 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 it will make for a lot of exciting games. Um, no doubt about that. And, um, again, the Brewers have done well to be interested to see who they hire. Um, and, again, I, I think a baseball team, again, I don't know everything about uh, the Texans, but, you know, them winning and, and everything there, um, I think um, it, it, or the Rangers, I'm sorry, the Rangers winning, um, you know, I, I don't know that it has to be a, a market, you know, that, the one or two markets that can hire everybody. You know, the deal was when the Yankees and the Dodgers are always going to win because they're going to get everybody. Well, that hasn't happened necessarily there lately. So um, we'll see. It'd be a great story for Milwaukee if all of a sudden, you know, they came up, um, no doubt about it. They, you know, they have done a couple strange things. You've talked about it. You know, when they got rid of the reliever, that was a real head scratcher a year ago. And maybe that played into this a little bit, you know, as far as uh, him feeling like he got support. But, yeah, it's a tough thing. And I remember, you know, the thing about Brett Favre and, and we've had Packers that have gone, you know, to Milwaukee or Minnesota and uh, to Chicago, and that's always a tough thing there. So um, we'll see. I don't know if a council can come back. You know, Favre came back. 
in my mind, if Favre would have won a Super Bowl at Minnesota, I would have never, I would have no use for him ever. But since he didn't, then there was a chance. And of course, he's had his problems since then, too. So uh, yeah. it, is, it is tough. But in today's sports, people move around so much. Back in the day, you know, you would have never had people, whether it was college or pro or whatever, go from, you know, a one one play one school or one team to the arch rival. Um, right. That happens more often now. Yeah, but it shouldn't. Uh, not in this situation, at least. Dan, we've been around sports a long time. All right, as a Packer fan, who's the most annoying fan base out there? It's the Bears, right? I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, as a Nashville Predators fan, and especially in those early days, who's the most annoying fan base uh, at Nashville Predator games? Well, the one that's become by far the most annoying is the Blackhawks. There, yes. there is no reason for that. The Red Wings is probably what you're thinking of. No, I'm not. I'm thinking of the Blackhawks. Yeah, the, the Blackhawks, there was no use for that. Yeah, Red Wings fans were loud and they cheered and whatever, but Blackhawk fans were annoying and just stupid. Um, Chicago has dumb fan bases. And uh, at the end of the day, for for Craig Council to want to be a part of that just blows my mind. He's watched his Cubs fans travel up the interstate uh, and take over Brewers home games. And he's seen it his whole life. And for him to join that is mind-boggling to me, especially when he got offered to be the highest-paid manager in Milwaukee. Now, yes, he got more money to go to Chicago than what Milwaukee was offering him. I don't know if Milwaukee would have matched it or come close to that. I have no idea. But he was still going to be the highest-paid manager, and he left his hometown team, uh, a team he played for, a team he grew up cheering for, for their arch nemesis. And it blows my mind. He's dead to me, done with him. On to the next thing. All right, let's go to the NFL, Dad. Uh, we got a busy NFL week coming up. A lot of exciting things going on in the NFL, especially with quarterbacks. I want to start with Joshua Dobbs. You know I don't cheer for the Vikings. You know I've never cheered for the Vikings. I cheer every Sunday for Joshua Dobbs. I am a Josh Dobbs uh, supporter. I love everything about him. I think he's a great human being. I think he has always been uh, very much so a person you can respect. Uh, when he played at Tennessee, of course, is when I was introduced to him. And watching his opportunities come uh, throughout the league, very, very slim. This year, he gets the chance to start in Arizona. Does decent there. Not, not wins and losses, but does decent there in Arizona. Gets traded to Minnesota. Gets thrown into the fire after an injury. And comes out and leads the comeback and wins the game. Um, I applaud you, Josh Dobbs, and I look forward to continue to cheer you on. I definitely hope that you don't ever beat the Packers, but uh, I'm excited for him, Dad. He's a he's a great dude, and uh, he's getting opportunities, doing the best with it. He is. He's he's a he's a great young man. He was in college. He's always had a great story, and you know he's really stayed with it. Um, you know, and uh, again. His, the, the game Sunday, you know, like I said, all of a sudden he came in, hadn't even really hardly ever been at practice. Um, what I understand, struggled early on and then, you know, led them to the win, no doubt about it. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. It may be what Minnesota needs to be able to stay uh, in, in the hunt. be interesting to see how they handle that and um, with him. But, yeah, I'm, I agree with you. I'm all for Joshua Dobbs. And they showed the video of him with the offensive lineman going through his cadence. So the offensive lineman knew what his cadence sounded like before he came out on the field. 
and they were all circled around him, and he was there with the center. That's crazy stuff. He <laughs> said the coach was was they'd give him the play so he could tell the team, and then in his headphones until the time ran out, was telling him what the play was, like what he was looking for in the play. It's wild. Uh, but we know Dobbs, first of all, he's an incredibly intelligent guy. Uh, his degree and and what his plans are to do after football, uh, he's he's a rocket scientist, basically. And uh, this kid is incredibly smart. I say kid, this man is incredibly smart. And uh, he showed it on Sunday, so congrats to him. Yeah, we talked about how stupid the Bears are. Um, listen, Bears fans right now think that they have their next quarterback under center this week, and his name's not Justin Fields. Uh, it's Tyson Bagent. Uh, I don't. I should know how to say his name. I don't. It doesn't matter. He gets his fourth start of the year. Um, people are all in love with him. Listen, I mean, come on. You got to know better than that, right? This guy is not the future of Chicago. He's not even better than Justin Fields. Uh, the coaching staff maybe know how to coach him better than they know how to coach Justin Fields, but this is not a serious thing. He won't be the quarterback next year. If he is, then yay, go on. I'm not going to be mad about it. But no. uh, I mean, come on. The fan base is so stupid to think that this is the guy that's going to take take them to the next level. Yeah, they're just grasping at straws there. And again, you know, we're going to talk about picks here in a little bit. And, um, you know, things may continue. But things, things should um, end there in Chicago fairly quickly anyhow. And, um, you know, they're going to have to retool. So as far as people worrying about the future, um, you know, they just need to decide where they can build a stadium, I guess, would be the most important decision right now. I'm not really sure. But, um, yeah, that's it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk. Are we going to mention it was an interesting move the Rams made at quarterback? Oh, yeah. I mean, they're again, they just need bodies at this point. Um, and they go out and get Carson Wentz. I don't, I mean, I don't think anything of it. I think uh, they needed a quarterback and he was available. So um, he knows the system. He played that system in Washington. Um, so, I mean, you know, comes in and fills a void. But at this point, I'm not, I don't really think too much about that as being anything good or bad either way. Um, you know, maybe this is a good coach for him to be under for his career. Maybe this is a good opportunity for him to show some signs of life. But outside of that, I don't think it affects this season at all, Dad. Um, Atlanta, they don't know who their quarterback is. Um, Heineke didn't do what they hoped he would do this this week. So Ritter's probably going to be back in. We're going to see the Falcons try to figure something out. Will Levis gets the job. The nod over Ryan Tannehill. Um, officially named the starter moving forward. Congratulations to him. There's a lot of just – when there's injuries issues, there's different things happening. But uh, – yeah. I don't know. It's getting interesting. Let's get into the games for this week, and that'll bring up some of these topics as well, Dad. Uh, we're doing our pick six every week. We pick six games. We pick the three primetime games and then three random games of our own choosing. We do pick against the spread for these games. So let's start off with Thursday night's barn burner. This one is going to be all eyes on. Everyone's going to be watching. Uh, you know you got to see this game. The Chicago Bears hosting the Carolina Panthers, the two and seven Bears. The one and seven Panthers. Everyone is so excited about this game. As a matter of fact, so excited they'll probably not watch it. Um, Chicago is the favorite in this game by three and a half points. Uh, Dad, how, how you how you picking this one? Backup quarterback 
for Chicago, the savior of the Bears, uh, is in. Um, I don't know how you feel about the Bears' three and a half point favorites at all. When, when you talk about people watching this game, I'm sure Caleb Williams is kind of glued to the TV on this one, but otherwise, we'll see. I, yeah, this was a hard one to know, but again, I think Chicago is just so unstable. Carolina has not been good, but um, I'm going to pick Carolina in this one. And if Carolina wins this, then I think we'll have our second coach fired. Surely uh, a home game losing to this team would kind of do it. I think, um, again, I think Chicago is such an unstable situation. Carolina still trying to get a look at their quarterback, give him a chance. I think they'll have all the motivation to come in. Um, so, again, I mean, it's hard. It, it was really a tough one. But three and a half, maybe they can at least cover if they don't win. But I'll go with Carolina. Yeah, I don't think uh, Uberflus, Eberflus is going to get fired after this week. I also picked the Panthers, though. Um, they got a decent run game. I think Bryce Young is starting to figure some things out as well. I don't think Chicago is any good. Um, now, luckily for Caleb Williams, he knows he's not going to Carolina because they traded their pick to Chicago. Um, so, But if Chicago loses, then he's more likely to end up in Chicago. If Chicago wins, he's more likely to end up in Arizona. Um, so either way, he's watching this week, no doubt. Um, I just don't think the Bears are good. I don't think that the pa the Panthers are as bad as their record. They're not good. They're not as bad as their record. I think they sneak in and either steal this one or maybe Chicago wins on a field goal. Either way, I think they get the three and a half points uh, taken care of. Um, let's see here. Sunday night football is another amazing game. Yeah. The New York Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 travel to Las Vegas. The new and improved Raiders, um, but the Raiders are the underdogs in this one. One and a half points, even at home. Um, this is an interesting one, Dad. The Vegas came out and won last week, uh, kind of rallying around the, the interim coach. How do you feel about this one? Um, yeah, again, another riveting game here, no doubt about it, but... Um... Again, I had to look at this one, and I think since Vegas is at home and they won last week, again, you know, I, I just don't think the Jets are that good. I mean, they are four and four, but they won a couple of real close ones. Vegas, of course, is not necessarily good either, but um, they're at home and they, you know, rallied last week. So um, I'll take Vegas um, one and a half with the Jets over the Jets. Do you remember last year when Jeff Saturday came into Indianapolis? They win game one, and everybody goes, oh, my goodness, maybe this is going to work. And then they never won another game again. Yeah. Uh, listen, I don't think the Jets are a great team by any stretch of the imagination, but they're better than Vegas. So I've got the Jets in this one, uh, one-and-a-half-point favorites over Vegas on the road. Uh, let's see here. And then Monday night, another incredible game, Buffalo versus Denver. Uh, Denver's added a little bit of intrigue, but, uh, Buffalo, the heavy favorites at home, seven and a half point favorites in this one. That's a big number, dad. I'd probably stay away from it if it wasn't a primetime game, but I'm going to go Buffalo in this one. I, the Broncos don't have much of a for defense and Buffalo needs a statement game. And this is a game that, that they desperately need to win convincingly. So I'm going to go Buffalo in this one. 
Um, you know, Buffalo is struggling, and of course they are at home, but um, I'm going to go with Denver to cover. I think Buffalo will win this game, but I think there's a chance that Denver, again, Denver playing with a little more pep these days, and um, I think maybe, you know, that number, I think they could stay within that, maybe within a touchdown, maybe, you know, within a field goal. I would be shocked if Buffalo doesn't win, and I probably would prefer Buffalo to win. But um, when looking at the point spread, I even though it's on the road, I, I'll take Denver. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, then we got three more games to pick. So, Dad, who's game number four for you this week? Game number four, we'll go with um, the Colts, um, favored by a point and a half over New England. It's at New England, but I think the Colts are playing much better. Again, New England, I don't know where they're at. They're the one AFC team that's fighting for the number one draft pick. And um, But I think um, I'll go with Indianapolis, one and a half. And that game is in Frankfurt, Germany. Uh, oh, that's right. Um, and, uh, I didn't pick this game. I, I don't, neither team is really good. I I would pick the Colts over the Patriots. If I was picking it, I love to see Jonathan Taylor finding his, his footing and doing well. Uh, Gardner Minshew is a, an average to above average quarterback and holding the rope there in Indianapolis as well. So I'd probably pick Indianapolis, but I stayed off, off of this game. Uh, dad, I went, um, with an upset. The Cleveland Browns on the road in Baltimore this week. They are five and a half point underdogs. I think this game is a close one. Baltimore is playing really, really well, and they could establish themselves as one of the top teams in the AFC uh, as far as contender uh, goes for this season if they win this game, especially if they win it convincingly. But I love the Cleveland defense. I think they're all in for this game. And so I'm going to go Cleveland at plus five and a half. Uh, at Baltimore this week. Any thoughts on that game? Yes, uh, I picked that game also um, because of the spread. I do think, again, Baltimore, kind of like the Buffalo game, I think Baltimore may very well win, but Cleveland has a really good defense. And um, I, I picked Cleveland also as the underdog in this one. I think they can cover, um, keep it within at least three points if maybe they don't surprise Baltimore. Baltimore's played real well lately, but they struggled a little bit early in that division. Very, very competitive. So, and but you know, Cleveland's defense, I've gotten to see them play several times living up here in Ohio, and I'm just very impressed with that. Man, I felt good about that pick too, Dad. Now, <laughs> now I'm worried about it. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'll get my next game in since that was game number five for you. Uh, give me the Detroit lions this week. One and a half point favorites on the road against the chargers. Uh, I know that the chargers don't always lose against the spread, but, uh, they're going to this week. Give me, give me the lions over the chargers this week. Any thoughts on Detroit and the chargers? Um, Again, I I, I'm just, I didn't pick that game because one, I'm not you know a Detroit fan at all, and um, I just don't know where the Chargers are at. They have done a little bit better, um, but uh, I stayed away from that one. Um, you know, Detroit probably ought to win that, but we'll see. Okay, um, then your last game of the week. Who did you pick? My last game. I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to rebound and um, beat the Titans. They're a one and a half point favorite at home. 
And again, the Titans, um, you know, I mean, again, I'm glad Will Levis is doing all right, but I don't think that's a stable situation. Uh, Tampa Bay has struggled a little bit too, but they're at home. And again, you know, with Baker Mayfield, um, with one and a half points, um, I'll go with Tampa at home. I didn't pick this game, but I really don't like picking against Mike Vrabel. Um, I have, uh, but I like picking with him as opposed to against him. I've also been on the Baker train all year long, for so I'd probably lean towards Tampa on this one. Um, but I think with having that rookie quarterback in that has some ability, uh, I think you're going to see them lean heavily on the run game. And if Henry gets going, Levis can run too. Spears has been decent. Um, I don't know. That one would scare me a little bit. Now, the rumor did come out uh, today, Dad, or at least I saw it today, that Vrabel is the guy that Robert Kraft wants in New England next year. Uh, it'd be a trade to get him and uh, fire Belichick and bring in Vrabel. That'd be interesting, but that's that's a whole conversation for another day. Uh, my last game, Dad, that I picked is Atlanta, uh, 0.5 favorite over Arizona. Um, we know the Atlanta quarterback situation is not great. Arizona's got Kyler Murray coming back soon. Um, listen, Arizona wants to lose. Arizona needs to lose. They could have a great first half. It doesn't matter. Arizona does not want to win this game. I think Atlanta pulls it off and gets the win. Uh, so I'll take them even in Arizona this week uh, by, well, they have to win in order for the cover. So I got Atlanta this week. Thoughts on that one? Um, yeah, again, I mean, Atlanta is a little bit in disarray right now. Um, I, I've got, I've got a Falcon fan that I, I see some in a, in a work relationship and he's pretty much ready for a coaching change. And <laughs> I don't know, you know, where things are going to go there. Um, I, I understand Arizona needing to lose, but Arizona has played competitive some. They did not last week, but otherwise, so you just never know when they're going to sneak one in there and Atlanta would be a team for them to beat. Oh, they've played competitive, but they're one and eight. Um, they don't want to win. When they win, it's an accident. Uh, so, <laughs> so I feel comfortable there. Uh, Dad, the Packers are undefeated when we do not pick them in these weekly picks. Neither of us picked them this week. They travel to Pittsburgh and they're three and a half point underdogs this week. Um, you know, Pittsburgh's an interesting one. They're five and three, but you wouldn't know it if you watched them. Um, they have not been great this year. They still have a five and three record, though. How you feeling about Green Bay traveling to Pittsburgh? Yeah, this is a this is a, an interesting game. Again, Green Bay, I definitely looked better last week. I think they have some things going in the right direction, but I don't know. The, the thing about this game is Pittsburgh's strength is their defense, and Green Bay's weakness right now is their offense. So we'll have to see. If the offensive line can hold up, then I think they'll be in good shape. Uh, again, Pittsburgh does not have a great offense, and, and Green Bay played pretty well on defense last week. Um, so we, we will see. It would be a big win. The Packers emotionally would really be set in another direction um, with this win, no doubt about it, to win on the road. And I think they have a chance. I don't believe there's any doubt about it. But, um, you know, Pittsburgh's been tough. They won a lot of games in the fourth quarter. I've listened to a lot of talk here in the last couple of days from both sides um, about this game. And, you know, it's it just very – and in some ways the two teams are very much alike. 
um, there. Um, but Chicago, but Pittsburgh's played well in the fourth quarter. Um, they have what several um, one, five one point victories. In other words, if they I heard if they would have went the other way, they wouldn't have a win right now. But they did. They found a way to win. So, and they've got a good defense. I know that from a fantasy standpoint because I I have them, and they've been very helpful from there. So, but um, I, I think it'll be a real test for Green Bay's offense if they've really got things going against a, 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 a Pittsburgh defense on the road. Whatever the over-under is on T.J. Watt's sacks, I'll take the over on that one. Um, I don't think they can contain him, and he's had some dynamite games uh, this year as well. That definitely scares me. Um, Joshua Dobbs and the Minnesota Vikings are home underdogs this week to the New Orleans Saints. Both teams sit at 5-4. and four. Um, Both teams kind of question marks right now, but uh, the Saints are two-and-a-half-point favorites, Dad. Uh, you give Josh Dobbs a full week of practice. Uh, what are your thoughts on New Orleans and Minnesota? Well, again, I don't think Minnesota is, is a real good team. And New Orleans, I don't know what kind of team they are. Um, I, you know, you thought they were going to be competitive. Right now, they're probably maybe the better team in their division, which may not be saying a lot. But then they'll have a week when all of a sudden, they, you know, they kind of don't show up. So, um I, I, that game was a real toss-up. I definitely stayed away from it as far as the picks are concerned. Yeah, I think they need a new coach uh, badly. They probably need a new quarterback. It seems like Derek Carr. I really like Derek Carr, but it, I, I don't know, Dad. It doesn't seem like he's going to be a Super Bowl-winning quarterback for anybody in the near future. Um, I would probably lean New Orleans, but I don't know. I mean, maybe Josh Jobs has some more magic in him. Um, Cincinnati will host Houston this week. Cincinnati's a six and a half point favorite. Uh, I love what Houston is doing. I think CJ Stroud is, is developing into a really good quarterback. Uh, Cincinnati though, is one of the top teams in the AFC. I've got them as my number. Well, I've got them as my number two team, but Baltimore probably should be there over them. Just record wise. They are. Uh, but I just think Cincinnati's more dangerous. So I, I got Cincinnati over Houston this week, but I think Houston at least comes out looking respectable. Yeah, I, I think I think Cincinnati's on a roll, no doubt about it, but the, the line was a little high there because Houston is playing well. Um, so I was a little scared of that one with that many points. Um, and I do like what Houston's doing. It's great to Shroud, of course, Stroud will be back there Um you know, in Ohio for this one. And, but um, I think Cincinnati's got things going in the right direction. So I think they'll win this one, whether they'll cover or not. I'm not sure. The 49ers have been struggling as of late, still sitting at five and three and on top of their division. Uh, but dad, there's been a lot of question marks going on over there. Defensively, they kind of have lost their luster a little bit. Uh, they did make a trade for Chase Young. So we'll see if that helps. Uh, but they are traveling to Jacksonville this week. And uh, San Francisco, two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. Jacksonville, six-and-two. San Fran, five-and-three. Um, is the Purdy party over in San Francisco? 
Um, I, you know, I don't know. They're going to have to regroup. Of course, both teams are coming off a bye. Um, this was a game I almost picked, and I would have picked Jacksonville. One, I like Jacksonville. I think they're headed in the right direction. But again, San Francisco, um, you know, we'll see. I think Debo Samuel could be back this week from what I see there. And um, this should be a very, very good game. Um, little surprise, San Francisco maybe is um, favored on the road. But, um, you know, that probably makes, you know, a few weeks ago, wasn't any question about it, but they, there's some kind of problem there, no doubt about it. Um, but again, you know, they've had a bye week. Shanahan may have everything pretty well straightened out. And um, yeah, Brock Purdy really started to tr struggle. It'd be interesting if they made a move from him, um, but I don't know. We'll see. Jacksonville is on a five-game win streak, by the way. They've won all their road games, but only two of two at home. Uh, they have a top five defense in the league this year as well. Uh, man, I don't know. Jacksonville still just hasn't shown the consistency, uh, that they can be what they need to be. And so that was what scares me with them and why I did not pick that game. I'd probably lean towards San Francisco. I trust them a little bit more at this point, but I definitely like Jacksonville more and would love to see them succeed, continue to succeed at the very least. Uh, two more games that we haven't talked about yet. Seattle at home, six and a half point favorites over Washington. Seattle tied for first in the division right now, and Washington being kind of what we thought they would be, uh, middle of the pack kind of team. So Seattle, six and a half. To me, that point spread's high, uh, but I think Seattle definitely wins this game. Yes, the point spread was high, kind of why I didn't pick that. And of course, Seattle was tied for first place right now with, um, you know, with San Francisco. So they're, they're in a spot to not only make the playoffs this year, but to compete for the division. Um, so again, Seattle's definitely doing better and I would think they'll win this. So. Um, then it's Dallas and the New York football giants, 16 and a half points, dad, uh, that Dallas is giving right now. Uh, Dallas is at home. I think Dallas wins this game. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is, is still questionable about returning from the IR to play in this game. So that means you're looking at possibly Tommy DeVito, um, who is not very good. Um, uh, <laughs> a rookie out of Illinois, your boy, Tommy DeVito, Dan, um, giant 16 and a half. It's a lot of points. I tend to, to lean on the Giants in this situation. But if Tommy DeVito's playing quarterback, I, eek, I think I'd be staying as far away from this one as possible. Yeah, it, it was a lot of points or otherwise Dallas should win this. And honestly, it probably won't be a shock if they cover this. Um, right. So well, we will see. Dallas, you know, has been up and down, but they definitely, and this is a division game, need to win, and I don't think they'll have any trouble winning that, I wouldn't think. Yeah, I mean, usually division games I'm really careful on, and, you know, well, it's going to be closer than they say, but, man, this one should not be. If I'm a Dallas fan, and, I mean, if they win by 14s, that's fine, but if they win by three, oh, my goodness. If they lose, oh, yeah. that would be a blast. Um, 
So, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week. Uh, not a lot of great matchups, not a lot of games to get super excited about, um, but games nonetheless, so we'll live with it at the very least. Uh, let's transition over to college football, Dad. Um, nothing really changed. You, you, in the- you, you, I got one question because you mentioned earlier that the pick six is something we do every week. What was the results on that last week? Last week? Did you finally have a good week? Is that why you're asking me this? Uh, let's see here. He has one good week, and it's back to his, his hot start in fantasy baseball. But we don't talk about the end now, do we, Dan? Uh, let's see here. Week number nine. <laughs> uh, Dad got five. Good job. Five correct. All but one. He missed the uh, Falcons-Minnesota five. game. He's happy, happy about that. Uh, Let me go back, though, real quick, Dad, and see. Um, On the leaderboard, uh, you have got 25 correct on the season. Um, I have 31 correct on the season. Uh, So there you go. But, uh, but yes, last week, Dad was amazing. Uh, Give him shout-outs for that for sure. Um, all right, college football again. It's the rankings are what they are. Uh, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State in the top four currently sitting in the playoff spots. Washington still undefeated, uh, sitting there at number five. Nothing changed in the rankings up there at the top, at the very least. The bunch of one loss teams fill out the top 11. Uh, Louisville now up in that range as well. And then, uh, then you get into the two lost teams. Last week we talked about Air Force are undefeated to be ranked higher. We learned very quickly this week. Nope, they were properly ranked. They're now out of the top twenty-five after getting demolished on Saturday. But I don't want to spend much time talking on this today. Uh, we got some connection issues, and uh, so we'll just leave it at that. Michigan yet to be disciplined. There's a lot going on there. We'll keep up the date on what's going on at Michigan and see what happens. And we'll react to it when it does happen as well, whether or not Jim Harbaugh gets in trouble at all this season or if they wait till the offseason to discipline the Wolverines just in time for Jim Harbaugh to go coach in the pros. By the way, Dad, Jim Harbaugh to Chicago, highly likely, I would say at this point, uh, when the season ends and Eberflus gets fired, uh, and uh, they they bring in a new quarterback and all that good stuff. Uh, I think Jim Harbaugh is the name to watch in Chicago. Okay, uh, Dad, we do have some connection issues, but is there anything uh, to close out the uh, episode tonight that you have? I, I, I'm sorry. What was that again? Anything to anything you want to add before we leave tonight? No, no, I, I think we're fine again. You know, it, it is be a good week in college football. There's big games there with the teams that are ranked. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But, um, no, like I said, the NFL continues to not disappoint, and I'm sure it won't this weekend either. Yeah, and Dad mentioned it. Michigan State – or, excuse me, Michigan and Penn State is definitely a huge game this week. Uh, Utah and Washington should set up to be a good one as well. Um, several games there. I'll be watching Tennessee and Missouri uh, as well this week that I'm looking forward yeah. to that one. But nonetheless, we sure appreciate you tuning in tonight. Uh, righteousfelon.com is where you can go to get all your jerky needs fulfilled. 
Use the promo code STOVE15 for 15% off your purchase. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. And a shout out to all the veterans out there, Veterans Day uh, this weekend. And uh, shout out to all who have served, including those that listen to this program. We know we have some that listen to the program. Sure appreciate you uh, as well. Uh, we'll be back next week with more sports talk, college football, NFL, and any other news that breaks along the way. Uh, and uh, then tune in Monday for the Sports Stove Local Hour. Ryan Jackson joins me. We talk all things EKU sports and uh, plenty to talk about. And uh, tune into previous episodes wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube as well. Uh, thanks, Dad, again, as always, and thanks to each of you. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.